microphone had not been working properly. Yeah. Like, when we would come back from break, the level of it would be really low, and it would take a while for it to ramp all the way up. And they were telling me, well, I mean, it's just a couple of seconds you're coming back from Pretty break. important seconds. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, Important. Exactly right, right? And so, like, I was like, okay, fine, you know, whatever. So then they come up to me yesterday, and he's like, I got good news. Good news. I was like, well, first of all, nobody in this building has good news. Good news, dude. Ever. Like, never do they have good news. He's like, and he whips out a key out of his pocket and shows it to me. Okay. As if I'm supposed to be like, <laughs> all right, go. get a key. And it's a black key. A black one. And I was like, well, what does that open? He goes, this is the key that opens the thing where I can ag- have access to your mic processor and I'll be able to fix that. And I was like, okay. okay. So, so was like, that was what took so long? That's what. That's why we were dealing with that issue for like months, years on end? Well, it was about a month. And it, longer than a month, dude. Longer than a month. I'm trying to be nice. It was about a month and he couldn't find the key. And then he says to me, well, I didn't actually find my key. Turns out somebody else in the building has a key. And so I knew they were going to be in here tinkering around with the board. So I just knew. When I got up this morning, I was like, bro, don't even get mad. Like, it's going to go bad. Something's not going to go right. Don't even get mad. You can't get mad about stuff you know is going down. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the point of that? I, I At first, I'm like, dude, am I doing something wrong? Am I messing something up well, here? I thought that could have been it, too. And I'm pressing buttons, and I'm like, nope, this is what you're supposed to do, and change stuff around, and no, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad we're on the radio, though. Yeah, buddy. no, that's here all we, good. Here we are doing our radio show. I mean, luckily, dude, our job, not that mm, vital. No, it is not. It is not. I you mean, know what I mean? Nobody dies if we screw this up, thank God, because there would be, I mean, honestly. Just, just slaughtering, dude. We would just be standing on the skulls of Stark <laughs> County right now. That's all that would be happening. How are you, dude? You well, the Cavs swept last night, so yes. you got to be good. Yes, 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 yes. It was a a great victory last night. I stayed up until halftime. Uh, woke up this morning, finished the game. Um, you know, on the DVR right there. So got to watch the entire thing. Um, Cavs put on one hell of a performance last night. Uh, I think I went to bed at halftime. Right? I went to bed at halftime, very confident in the victory, and the reason why the Cavs had scored sixty three points in the first half, and LeBron Jeez. had only scored ten of them. Wow. You know what I mean? And when that happens, when LeBron can play on his heels, um, it, it really is a different team. Like when Kevin Love's playing at a high level, when you have role players playing their roles, and he's able to just kind of rest on his laurels. I think he was out with like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter because they were up by 30. So like for him to be able to get rest, not only you know by sweeping the team and getting an extra day or two's worth of rest right there, but him to be able to kind of take a game off within the game while he's still playing, that's huge for him. So it was it was a good victory last night. So it turns out there might be some more drama with the roster, though. Okay. According to Jason Lloyd, an NBA like insider, yeah. Rodney Hood refused to enter the game when summoned in the fourth quarter, Whatever. angering a number of teammates. According to multiple sources, it was only the ble- it's the only blemish on an otherwise impressive series sweep for the Cavs. Rodney Hood's played like garbage, dude, like straight garbage. So I, if he's pissed, if he's if he's disgruntled that he's going in in trash minutes, like whatever, bro. Like at that point, whatever. I, I genuinely do not care. What is it with this roster, though? Like they, no matter what they do, no matter who they get, no matter who they send out, it's somebody cannot be made to be happy here and I don't know what's going on Kyrie wanted out other players have wanted out and there's always like dude the Isaiah Thomas thing and now we're pointing fingers at Kevin Love for leaving games early and it's something's going on in this building in this roster with this organization where dudes just get mad before they should 
I think you get I think you get you know frustrated obviously as you are a professional athlete man I mean you're an elite athlete and you think you should be performing like one and Rodney Hood does not has not and uh, yeah I mean like if if you want to say playing with LeBron James is frustrating I believe it I 100% believe it great people expect great things out of you and if you don't deliver obviously there's there's consequences to that right there so I I don't I, dude honestly like Rodney Hood quit <laughs> like be done with it bro well i mean i think the cavaliers are pretty much the cavaliers with or without rodney hood i, I you know he, he's not make or break it, my, my concern is not him my concern is what's happening i don't think it's just playing with lebron james something else is going on where players cannot be made to be happy here and i i can't for the life of me figure it out you're sweeping the second round of the playoffs what could you be unhappy about you want to have a bigger role you want to be the man you want to be out well, there when moments matter I mean, don't you know when you get traded to the cavaliers that nobody well, besides lebron james is the man no i mean like i mean but but look at look at compare rodney hood's situation to george hill's situation where george hill goes out there starts every game or at least when he was healthy he has 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 made a huge impact um, since that Game 7 in, in Indiana when he came back, I mean, has made a huge impact. He's been a huge part of why the Cavaliers have won. Kyle Korver, another dude who's a role player. I mean, yeah, he's a guy who's been around the league forever, but a role player and is able to go out he's there, star. get his minutes, get his points, and do it. When Rodney Hood can't do that, I'm sure that's frustrating, man. I, 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 I get that. You'd like to think, like, dude, you're a professional athlete. Accept your role, accept who you are in this team, and go play the minutes when the coach tells you to, but I, I, I am not going to let that diminish the victory last night. I mean, would you not Would you not suspend a player another game? The only reason they might not is because they need the bodies, and it's like, dude, if we need somebody to throw out there with minutes left, like you might keep them on there just to have the 15-man rotation available to you, but if that's what happens, that's what happens, and I'm, I, dude, suspend him, dude, <laughs> dude, fire him, like, whatever. Is there any chance this is related to the SNL skit that started to leak about um, LeBron's players not being any good? If it is, I mean, like that—that's—that's that's a testament to this dude not being tough. Like Kevin Love was in that skit. Rodney Hood wasn't even like a member of that skit. Kevin Love, Kendrick yeah. Perkins, Kyle Korver, those dudes were all like focused on in that skit. So, like, if if you, if your feelings got hurt, dude, whatever, whatever. Like, I mean, I'm just happy it's not a guy we absolutely need. Like, it's better that this is. You know, Rodney Hood and not Kevin Love, not even a J.R. Smith, who you'll probably need for the shooting against Golden State. I believe we probably will make the NBA finals. You need him for the defense, dude. He's played prolific defense this, this entire offseason or this entire postseason, man. He's been he's been scoring, yeah. And he last night he had a really good shooting performance. But what he's done on the defensive end is just he's been pretty good. To 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 look back at what J.R. Smith was before he came to the Cavaliers, to look where he is now, it's just such a one eighty. Like it's a turn. Like his attitude. Who he is, how he plays basketball, how how he plays defense. I mean, he he's the counter to all of that. To the to the to the whoa, dude, you can't play with LeBron. It's like, well, some dudes can. Like some dudes are obviously able to like thrive with the guy. Yeah, I think LeBron's actually one of those guys. He kind of needs guys who aren't necessarily NBA superstars to be on his team. That way, he can elevate you, not necessarily have to figure out how to work around you and with you. You know, do your boy Chris Broussard out yesterday out there on TV saying everything that's going on right now in this Boston series is exactly what Philadelphia needs. They need to get smoked because the narrative started to be, we don't need LeBron. Look what's happening. We don't need LeBron. And now Chris is saying that 
LeBron, over the last two weeks, has come out and told people that close to his camp, I want to play off the ball. I don't want the ball. I want to play off the ball. And that Philly now is proving that you're a superstar away. That Ben Simmons is still too young. Joel Embiid, you can't rely on him because of the physical injury aspect and this and that. But what you're building is something close. And it there, Chris Broussard's now saying, dude, the perfect place for LeBron James to go is the Philadelphia 76ers. I still maintain he's going to be a Houston Rocket. That's just me. But those arguments he was making about Philadelphia make a lot of sense. Now, I don't know, I don't know if LeBron cares about market size. Like, that's what everybody tells me about why he's going to be a Laker. He cares about, it's like, well, he's played in Cleveland forever. So I'm not sure he cares about market size. Now, Miami, a pretty big market. But I don't, I don't. Miami's less about the market and more about the city. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily like, dude, it's such a big, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a huge town, but it's, I don't think that was the appeal of it. I think the appeal well, of it. What is the market, though? It's like 10, right? No, it, the appeal's Miami. The appeal's Miami. The yeah. appeal was the team that he was going to. I don't think that was like a, man, I got to get into a bigger city. I don't People, think so either. Th- th- see, this is all just such like, this is all such fan rhetoric going around in the sense of like, in the sense of, of, of well, they care about market size. No, you care about market size. You live in Canton, you want to go to Cleveland. You live in Cleveland, you want to go to Chicago. You live in Chicago, you want to go to New York. That's you because you are living this life. LeBron's a friggin' billionaire, dude. He could go live in the middle of Iowa and live the life that he wants to live. That, that's, that's, you ever seen his house that, here? That is, yeah, of course. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. one of those things that 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 you, I, and John watching the basketball game at, at TDs every weekend is like, oh, well, well, no, he wants to go to a bigger market. No, he doesn't, dude. He can go I, wherever he wants. Well, this is it's the same thing I laugh when people tell me he's not going to leave the Cavaliers because his son wants to go to St. V. It's like, guys, do you not think LeBron can send his kids to St. V and play for the Lakers at the same time? Of course he can. The guy's got private planes. He'll fly home to come. You know what I mean? This whole, well, his kids want to go to school here. It's like, Guys, this guy's got more money than Jesus. He can literally make any... Dude, he could demand they pick up St. V and put it in Los Angeles and they do it. He can like legitimately can get back and forth between the country anytime he wants. At the end of the day, man, Cavaliers once again are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I put it through the filter all the time. If the Indians made four consecutive runs at a championship, if the Browns made four consecutive runs at a championship, we wouldn't be wondering, like, well, what's going to happen with Francisco Lindor? We would just be like, damn, uh, this is yes, amazing. we would. We honestly... Do because when your teams are really good, that's when you're farming players out. We would be worried about losing players over championship teams. I would like to think that we would sit there and appreciate, but I guess maybe that's what we would do. At the end of the day, I have I have since that Indiana series when I thought they were going to lose, I have resigned myself to the fact of enjoy it, bro. Like just live it, live it, breathe it, watch it. Why this happens though, Fantone, is that if the Browns were doing really well and the Indians were doing really well, it would be about more than one player. You have to be a team built well to win in those sports. Basketball, LeBron at least himself is proving that if you have him, you don't necessarily need a team completely built. So the whole thing's him. It's a house of cards. So if he's the only thing thinking about then leaving you, then that house of cards comes crumbling down. That's why it's different with the Cavs than it would be with the Browns. If Tom Brady were to leave the Patriots, though, we can definitely agree Patriots are not doing that, correct? Well, I don't know. I think I think that they suffer, but most people tell me that it's a system and that Matt Castle comes and in most right people in are idiots. And, and, and do just well. I think Tom Brady helps that. Speaking of most people being idiots, and dude, I Here love, love, love Charles Barkley. Love, I mean, I've read three of his books. I, I'm a huge fan of the guy. Love his insight. Love when, you know, he's hot takey. But yes. last night after the Cavs game, dude, oh, no. he was like, well, LeBron James, 
maybe the seventh best player of all time. And I'm like, bro, come on. Seventh best? Come on. So again, your boy Broussard making this argument yesterday on TV. And he goes, dude, it's only our generation that thinks Michael's the greatest. The older generation doesn't just say Michael's the greatest. No, they think it's Kareem. And they think it's Kareem, right. And then, the, and so what he thinks is, is that millennials, when they're driving the narrative, when they're fully in charge and, dri- and driving the whole narrative, what they're going to do is go, so let me get this straight. LeBron holds all the single season records. Mm-hmm. He holds all the postseason records. And again, what Broussard's saying now is, he goes, and now he's going to go to a third team and win an NBA title. And so you're going to get titles from three teams. And again, this is why he says Philly makes all the sense in the world. Because you go there next year, you could probably win. And then you're still the best player on the team next year. And then what happens is, is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid start to come into their own. Then you start winning a couple of titles with you not being the best player on the team. He's got a chance to get the six. I um I, I when 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 he initially left, I would watch Heat games angrily. I would watch those games and I would I'd boo against them. I was a um you know what was it? It was Maverick fans. It was Cavericks. It was you know it was it was uh, it, yes. it was in that year, and it was like, dude, do it for us, you know, Dirk. Um, if, if it were to happen this year, if it were to be like, all right, this is the end of it, whatever, man. I mean, I will watch Philadelphia 76ers basketball and appreciate the dude. So, like, if it's if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and, and so so it is. But, like, at the end of the day, and I guess my, part of my argument here is that, like, yes, you look at all the stats, you look at the six rings, you start comparing these different things. Maybe this is just a fundamentally unwinnable argument. It because, is. Because this is what sports are for. And somebody mentioned this to us yesterday. Is like, well, dude, you know somebody's going to come along and be better than LeBron, and it's like, yeah, of course, dude. Like that's that's what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what we watch sports for. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I just think in the end that Chris is right. Like when people start to grow up and millennials start to take over fully, the narrative will be changed, and Michael and LeBron will be listed. This is part of the thing. You guys got to remember, dude, when Michael was playing in the moment, a lot of the older crowd didn't want to crown him. A lot of people were resistant to calling him the best. This is what happens. When you're in the moment, nobody wants to give it to you. Five years after you retire, everybody gets sentimental and starts talking about how great you are. This is what I'll say. If LeBron becomes a 76er, I'm buying a 76er hoodie that day. Like, because the logo's cool, the team's kind of cool, the city's kind of cool. You got... I mean, dude, you got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. There's another guy, Markel Folks is there. You got, you would have then LeBron James. Like, what a good roster. I would be a little bit of a 76ers fan if that should happen. Turns out car companies now required to put something in your car that I have and you all need. We'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll do uh, New Tour Tuesday for you. You're getting new Childish Gambino. He's got a new song called This Is America. Now, for those of you that don't know, Donald Glover is also Childish Gambino. That whole thing kind of started out as a joke with him, and then he kind of figured out, oh my god, I got real talent at this, and kind of took it a little bit more seriously. Um, I'm a fan. I like him as an actor. Can't wait to see him in Solo, the Han Solo movie. Pretty excited about that. So we'll play you that. Also, new Sugarland featuring Taylor Swift, their new song, Babe, and new Foo Fighters this morning for your rock song. There it is. The Line. I have not heard this new Foo Fighters as of yet, but I am traditionally a fan of the band. Interested to see if they're still holding up. Um, last, I think it was the record before this one I liked, but it wasn't like, man, this is amazing. So I'm interested to see what's going on with Dave. Yeah, I think last Foo Fighters song we played on New Tour Tuesday I liked, okay. if I remember correctly. It was good, but I, yeah, I, 
I don't think it was great. Right. It was like one of those. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that Sugarland and Taylor Swift made the cut today. It's, uh, it's interesting to see country artists starting to do more and more like uh, collaborations, which is once again just taking a, a page out of the hip hop slash pop book. There, of like, all right, well, dude, you can sell records. I can sell records. Let's sell some records together. Absolutely. So we'll do that coming up at nine o'clock. I have a couple of more recommendations. One of them solely, I mean, everybody else can watch it too, but one one okay. specifically for you. Okay. Um, you know, I'm the guy, you just hate everything because I don't like the Avengers. No, I found two other things on Netflix that most people should watch. First one's for you though, called Sports on Fire. Okay. If you haven't seen Sports on Fire, I have not. You need to watch that. So what it is is this is, it's like four episodes. I think there's one season. It's like four episodes, and one of them is going to be about stuff you don't really care about. Others okay. will be. But it's all about where history and sports have intersected. Ah, I will like that. You know, where the whole, get politics out of my sports, been in them forever. Right. <laughs> okay. Been in them forever, and sports on fire. Um, it, it's not a Netflix original, but they pulled it from somewhere. They're carrying it. And then um, for other people, uh, for everybody else, if you like, like we were talking about this yesterday, if you're into like the murderer thing, like the mass murderer, that that kind of thing, interest in that kind of stuff, Encounters with Evil is something I started last night. I'm only two episodes in, but that was really good. Okay, it's it's that's a British TV show, so you got to kind of get after you know get over the accents and things like that. But it was very well done. Have you watched um, Lost in Space yet? I watched. I'm I'm five episodes in. How is it? All right, so here's the thing. It starts really good. Right. Like, you're like, man. Yeah, because people have been like, dude, watch this. Okay. So then I read the reviews, and the reviews were a nightmare. I mean, they trashed it. And so I was like, okay, well, then let me, I'll I'll continue to go on. And it's good, not great. Okay. I was not a fan of Lost in Space, the original. Yeah, I have no, like, I have no, like, nostalgia to that. So it was too before my time, well before my time. And then the movie with what's his name from Friends. The oh, guy yeah, that played yeah, Joey. Joey. Yeah. I didn't really, I don't remember if I saw it or not. So, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of the brand. So, for me, I think it made it a little easier to watch it and be like, well, that's, I, because I'm not sitting there going, that's not right. And this is right, right. And this right, is, right. You know what I mean? So, yes, I'm about five episodes in, but I'm not in a hurry to finish it. But it was good enough. Okay. Right. Yeah, it was good enough. Right. Lost in Space was good enough. I'll have time to burn some afternoon. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Burn something else. There you go. And you're probably going to learn it a go. little bit more. But honestly, Sports on Fire, I think you would love that. Okay. So I uh, about a year ago, I bought a car from Wacom. And uh, I saved the Wacom way, as, I, as, I, as I urge you guys all the time to do. And after I had bought it, I came in here. And I started ranting and raving <laughs> about a piece of technology that was in it. If I remember correctly, what did you say? You were the Jimmy Johnson of using this piece of technology. I am the Jimmy Johnson okay. of using the backup camera <laughs> in my car. I am. I'm the Jimmy Johnson of it. Seven championships, buddy. Seven. Right? Okay. All right. And it turns out now that those are now going to be required in new cars produced as of May 1st of this year. So if you have bought a car and it does not have a backup camera in it, it was made before May 1st of 2018. These are now going to be required and new cars being put out. And I think good, good. The amount of stuff, again, Canton, let me, I'll, I'll kid glove it for you. I love you. Yeah. All right. I legitimately, if I could get this radio station to value me, would never, ever, ever, ever leave you. 
forever. I would stay here forever. As a matter of fact, don't let anybody lie to you when they shove me out the door here. I would sign a 15-year contract today and stay here forever. Okay? So I love you. This is my one of my favorite places I've ever lived. But you guys cannot drive to save your lives. This is Canton roads are like safety town with real cars. It, this is, I mean, it's remedial bad. I have never seen worse driving anywhere in the country in my life. You are terrible at it. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, they are. And so, the, no, seriously, dude, you're bad at it. Like, it's not even that you're not good. You're bad at it. I mean, especially, dude, and, and I think everyone can attest to this, um, it's probably two exits before and two exits after the, the eye of the storm of terrible driving, the epicenter of, of, of awfulness that's called Belden Village up there. Great um, place. Yes, yes, Horrible yes. driving. Horrible. I mean, absolutely horrible driving, but it applies across the board, man. I mean, there's, you know, uh, there, there's there's plenty of headaches and tusk. Um, you go downtown, you got all those one-way streets, and people start going the wrong way on one-way streets. I see like, every Saturday. Signs. There's signs right there. Every Saturday, I see somebody coming down Cleveland the wrong way. So, uh, yes, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, not the greatest driving city in America. And I love how Pat Butthole's always up in the, tro- in, the, in, the, in the chopper telling us about, oh, there's all this traffic. There's traffic. We got traffic. What traffic do we have? Dude, it takes 20 minutes to get from one side of the city to the other. Maybe if we referred to him as Pat Butler, which is his <laughs> name, he would give us an accurate traffic readout. But no, because you want to call him Butthole every chance you get. He's probably up there in the traffic. Tower going, you know what? I'm lying to that audience. Okay. They can all hate Fanto. That's probably true. But dude, the amount of times I see people whip it in reverse and just start yanking out of parking spots is crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean, especially Walmart on Tusk, dude, that parking lot is a war zone, dude. A war zone. Now, these things, now my car is a 2014, is what I have. I have a 2014 Honda Accord, right? So my backup camera is, is even a little bit. A little bit behind. They were when I was getting my car worked on. I was getting uh, new brakes put on it, and I bought and not bought, but they loaned me a 2018 Ford F one fifty, brand new Ford F one fifty. Wake up, right there, right. And that backup camera, dude, not only would it beep when you were getting close to something, but if anybody was getting close to the sides of you, it would beep and stop. You have one yeah, of these yeah, in your car, that's right? Yeah, that's how mine is. So if I'm backing out of a parking spot and somebody's coming down the aisle, it will beep. It alerts It you. alerts me to let me know somebody's coming from the left right Now, what there. year is your car? 2014, I okay. think. Yeah. I have a Buick, though, so I don't know if, you know... Uh, well, every car company's going to do it differently, I would imagine. luxurious Buick brand, but like, it, it really is helpful, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, especially from the predicament of, like, dude, Okay, if you if you rear end a car, or if you're backing out and a car hits you, that sucks. That does. Right. But how more than that? It's like how many times at Walmart on Tusk are there? You know, little kids, boogers running off their faces, just running around in that parking lot. You know, mom's smoking a smoking a misty over there, and it's like, lady, pay attention to your kids. She's yes. gonna get, kids gonna get hit by a car. Right. And so at least there's that to me where it's like, well, I'm not gonna you know run over a kid. It's one of these things where when I first got it. I didn't trust it. Right. I kept still like turning around right. in the car and like looking. I was like, ah, I'm not trusting that thing. And then the more I used it, the easier it got. And I love, I remember saying when I first got it, I love backing into, into spots. It feels like I should have cigarettes rolled up in my sleeve. <laughs> it just feels cool. feels like what Fonzie would have done. Fonzie backs it in. For those of you that don't know, you're too young. Fonzie was like the cool character on this TV show that was like 30 years before you were born. Yeah, and it was about 30 years prior, uh, prior to when to it that. even ran. So. so it just looks, <laughs> looks classic yeah. and old. Seems very old. Watch this now. He could smack a jukebox and make it play. What's a jukebox? Cool. It would be like... Like if iHeartRadio was in this big machine and you had to pay money to use it.
That's that's what that thing is. But I'm happy they're going to make these things standard in cars because I think it's going to help us. And Jesus, I feel like Canton should have driverless cars. They can't be any worse than putting you people behind the wheel of them. I mean, dude, it is bad. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069 online for you. WRQK.com coming up 9 o'clock. New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Childish Gambino, new Sugarland featuring T Swift there, and also new Foo Fighters. Very exciting times. Yeah, I am excited about that. Even though the beginning of the show was a cluster F, it's nice to have you come up in out of the break and it's like, oh, I can, I can, I can hear, hear you. him. Oh, nice. Yeah, for those of uh, the, you that weren't listening, the first break of the show was. A mess. Yeah, Something a was going bit. on with the board. I, but like I said, I knew when I woke up. They were working Whatever. on stuff yesterday. I knew it would not be seamless today. It's just the way it goes. That's not here. That's everywhere. You start messing around with stuff, yeah. tinkering and stuff. Stuff's gonna, you know yeah. what I mean. Stuff goes haywire. It's all it is. So Cavs swept the Raptors last night. The Raptors, by the way, were the number one seed, which I had said all year that if LeBron wanted to be the number one seed in the playoffs, if that's what he cared about, they would be the number one seed in the playoffs. That he knows that doesn't matter. That at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And I have proof for you right now. So somebody took the time to look up some numbers. This is LeBron, not versus the Raptors, but versus, not versus, compared to DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry numbers. All right. So those two guys combined, two all-stars. Two all-stars, arguably one of the best backcourts in the NBA. I mean, both very, very, very good basketball players. Most teams would feel lucky to get either one of these players. The Raptors have both. Okay. So points, LeBron v. two guys. LeBron scored 136 points in the series. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry together scored 138. So LeBron just, they're just two better than LeBron. Rebounds. LeBron pulled 33 rebounds. Those two pulled 30. So LeBron actually beat them out in rebounds. Not surprised to hear that. No, a different position. He's a little bit bigger. He does that kind of thing. Assists. LeBron, 45. DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry together, 46. Now that is crazy. Both those guys, their assist numbers should be a little bit better. Yeah, but... You're controlling the ball. You're you're running the offense. You're supposed to disperse the ball out in good situations. L- last night, I mean, like, especially in the first half, like, that seemed to be all that LeBron really cared about is, I mean, he would go to either the lower high posts and then would just dish it off to dudes and go make layups, man. He's, I mean, he is. He's a prolific passer. He's fantastic at getting the ball to people. Doesn't get enough credit for the passing, I believe, because so much attention had been paid on his body size and right. running to the rim and, right. like, the slams and all that. So your field goals... LeBron was 57 for 103. DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry together, 53 for 108. I mean, dude, he was essentially two players in this series. And two he, all-stars. And he swept that team. Yeah, and dude, honestly, I mean, like I said earlier, I think it was nine minutes left in the fourth when he decided to, like, I'm done, man. I'm taking a break here. Good so, for him. So, uh, if he would have stayed in the game, and obviously it was like, well, dude, you're up by 30 points. Like, what are you staying in this game for? You're just not going to pad the stat sheet, or you're not going to pad the stat sheet there. Um, but it, it was, I mean, last night, and I think this entire series, I mean, it just showed what a special player he is. And last night, you could really see it. And like I said, in the first half, he only scored 10 points. The Cavaliers scored 63. Um, he, I read this article yesterday. He has mastered the ability to rest while he's playing. To go out there in the middle of a game 
and get the moments that he needs without sitting on the bench while he's actually playing the game, like he's fantastic at that now. They used to call it taking plays off. And Shaq got you know, attacked for this a lot. A lot of the big guys would take plays off just because they were big and running back up and down the court. You get a little tired. LeBron is kind of mastered when not to have to exert 100% energy. He's done really well. And it's it, a part of it's because dude, you're 15 years in the NBA and I've said it time and time again, the greatest basketball mind on the planet. Um, he, he spent so much of this season walking and you're right. I think there is a little bit of, yes, he played all 82 games and he played big minutes in them. Um, but if he would have put more effort forth in the regular season. The Cavs definitely would have had a different, you know, standing where they are right now. But I, I think you have to do that. I mean, you know, I, I, he gets, you know, got knocked obviously before this year, but like he got knocked all the time. You're taking games off. You're taking these plays off. And it's like, dude, you have to be ready when it matters. Like you have to be ready in May and June. That's when, that's when hoops matter. That's when you've got to get it done. Sorry, I'm not putting it all forward on, 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 on December 18th, but like, dude, I, 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 I gotta wait for June. No, I mean, he does. I mean, especially when when we've seen the roster has been unreliable. They've been unreliable all year. He kind of knows that. So we'll we'll save some energy and make sure that I, LeBron James, am reliable when it really matters. I don't think it matters if you're the number one seed in the playoffs, especially if everybody knows you could be if you wanted to be. If I'm Toronto, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing today? Because you're no closer to, to beating LeBron than you were. So all you can hope is that he leaves, that he leaves, yeah. that he leaves the Eastern Conference, which he's probably, I don't know if he is or not. I think he's a Houston Rocket, but who knows? I don't know that, right? So, but if he doesn't, like, what are you going to do? You already got DeMar DeRozan and, and Kyle Lowry. And I can't imagine a lot of other players want to run up there now and join that mess because they're like, guys, you're not even close. You're not, you can't even win a game here. So, I mean, what do you, if you're the owner of the Raptors, what do you do? You can't dump two all stars. No, you're not going to blow the whole thing up. You are going to sit there and just hope that, like, well, uh, hopefully LeBron leaves. That's, that's the best option that you have. And I that's, mean, what else are you supposed to do? Sk- dude, imagine, dude, imagine being an NBA owner and your only hope to win a playoff series is that a guy who's been in the league 15 years leaves your conference. Leaves. Like, just please, dude, please retire. Um, I was talking about it uh, early out, Charles Barkley and his greatest of all time list. Number yeah, yeah. seven, LeBron James. Number six, Kobe Bryant. Number five, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, Bill Russell. Three, Wilt Chamberlain. Two, Oscar Robertson. And number one, MJ. So. Okay, the only one that's egregious there is Kobe. Ah, dude, I'm sorry, but putting like, I, listen, I, I I didn't watch Oscar Robinson play basketball, obviously, um, but to put to put guys of that era above LeBron, I'm sorry, it's wrong. Like I, it is, like, and I'm not knocking their accomplishments, but when you were playing basketball, when there was only you know ten teams in the league, and all those dudes were were smoking cigarettes at halftime, an insurance salesman in the offseason. yeah, like I, I, I'm not knocking the guy, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, but you, you, there's you, truth in you that. have to factor that in the era that they play. I'm not sure I would put Oscar before LeBron. Um, I cannot. I, th- there is a real Kareem argument. There is a Kareem oh, argument. Dude, I say it all the time that Michael Jordan is the third best basketball player of all time. I mean, if you're going to make the argument of like who's truly the greatest, I think Kareem gets looked over all the time. He, I think he does. And again, but what happened there? Generations of fans got older. Younger people start the arguments. They're the ones having the conversations, and so Kareem gets pushed out. Same thing's going to happen to Michael, and then LeBron will take over, and then when that's over, somebody else will come out behind LeBron, and dude, for all we know, we could be seeing it built right now in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons. I saw, I saw Nick Wright say this yesterday that, you know, 
so many people want to come at him and talk about how LeBron's mm-hmm. not the greatest of all time and how his grandkids will be like, what were these people coming at you for? Right. And it's like, that's not what your grandkids are going to say. Dummy, your grandkids are going to say, no, this guy's the best, man. This dude's the best. He like, sells this many shoes. Right. He's the number right. one guy. Like, that's, 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 what, that's what we play sports for, man. That's how the whole thing goes down. Your shot of the $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily. Also, 9 o'clock. New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting new Childish Gambino, new Sugarland featuring Taylor Swift, and new Foo Fighters, all part of that. Looking forward to that. Three pre, uh, three big artists right there in a row there. Four, if you want to throw in Taylor Swift, jumping on Sugarland's song. Uh, speaking of new music, we played you last week, um, the new Guns N' Roses, Shadow mm-hmm. of Your Love. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, letting people know that there is a reissue of Appetite for Destruction coming out. Turns out... It's going to be about 50-some songs long, um, and something that was slated to be on it has been decided to be yanked off of it, Okay, creating, I believe, more of a controversy than had you just put it out since it's already been on an album once before. One of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs of all time, and it's been a, it's been a controversial song since they released it, and it's one in a million off of their album, Lies, and... There's no explanation on why they yanked it off this reissue, but people are saying the lyrics are probably why. Now, I want you to understand, I'm reading this to you. These are not my words. I am reading this to you. Immigrants and faggots, they make no sense to me. They come to our country and think they'll do as they please, like start some mini Iran or spread some effing disease. And they talk so many goddamn ways, it's all Greek to me. Now... It's not great, right? And I'm not a fan of... Well, there's only really two words in there that have a problem. There's nothing wrong with saying immigrants at all. Well, and also um, police and N-words in that song, remember? Well, yeah, but we haven't gotten there okay, yet. Okay, And he does say police and he uses the N-word. Now, they asked him about that. And he explained the story that they were walking down, I believe it was Sunset, and they were being hassled by a guy looking to sell fake jewelry and that's part of what the song is about like dude don't bother me right now i'm just trying to get on this bus right and then he talks about the police looking to arrest him and this and that now they asked him about using the n-word and he says we were inspired by an african-american con artist in la and then he said why can black people go up to each other and say the n-word but when a white guy does it all of a sudden it's a big put down I don't like boundaries of any kind. I don't like being told what I can and cannot say. I use the N-word because it's a word to describe somebody that is basically a pain in your life, a problem. The word enter doesn't necessarily mean black. Mm. In 1992, he added, I was pissed off about some black people that were trying to rob me. I wanted to insult those particular black people. So then he recanted and then says that, yes, he was trying to make people angry. Now, I would admit that... Some of the verbiage in that song is not great. However, it still remains probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song of all time. Is it still on Lies? I mean, if I went out and bought the CD Lies right now, it would still be on there, right? That's why I don't yeah, understand why I mean, not just put this out. Hey, 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 do I agree with the sentiment of, of what he's saying there? No, I disagree with it. But at the end of the day, if it's still on the other record, what, what, what are you accomplishing here? Yeah, he's, he said... You know, I'm sorry. Um, I I don't understand that. It's what you're doing here is looking to avoid the controversy of it being on the record. But by you taking it off, 
you're selling the fact that there's a controversy on the thing. I think you just unapologetically put it out. Well, but I think that's probably part of the reason why is like, well, maybe we get some traction out of this as opposed to negative traction out of this. You know what I mean? Like, because... Yeah, normally I would agree. I'm not sure a reissue of Appetite for Destruction needs any more than that. It is one of the best albums ever made, and they are doing a 50 or, or 50 version song. But if they can get more attention, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, is there too much attention? Is there too much money? Of course no, not. No, but you were going to sell a two... You were going to sell two million versions of this no matter what you did you know what i mean but if you can sell two five you know what i'm saying i don't think putting this i don't think taking this out actually sells you any more records that's my point I'm saying, i don't think this does it but it does further a conversation we wouldn't be talking about it without that you know what i mean like it's it's putting it in there it's putting it like okay now now this becomes a conversation now rock guys are talking about this now this is something well, more than just well no i don't buy that because here's what we know you and i are talking about it we don't know if anybody else is talking about it at all. So I don't know that to be true. I actually don't think that to be true. I think this is one of those things where the label went, you know what, dude? It's 2018, not 1988. And when you made people mad in 1988, they got mad for five minutes and they thought, oh, well, whatever. I don't care. And now people have Twitter and they have Instagram and they have Facebook and they know how to lie for months on end. So instead of this becoming a huge issue for you and you having to do this all over again, they decided to take it out. Now, however, I think they misjudged people. And now Guardian, who's the one that put this story out, is got their magnifying glass out. And now they want to hold your feet to the flame even more because now their thing is going to be you knew to take it off this. So are you? does that mean you're never going to play it? Like, does that, because does that, what would that mean? Like, are they never going to play this? I've seen Guns N' Roses. I saw Axel with Buckethead, and I've seen Guns N' Roses once other than that. They did not play it, but I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's necessarily because it's like, well, dude, we have 800 other hits. Like, yes, it's a fine song, but like. It's always been there dazed and confused, one in a million, which when it came out, underperformed in the theater. But it's a cult classic, and everybody you know owns the DVD. That is one in a million for Guns N' Roses. It is their dazed and confused. It is all. It is one of their best songs ever. It's one of the most liked songs by their fan base. But it became a cult song. It was not necessarily a hit for them. So I could leaving it off of set list for me as a fan. I'm not a fan of because I like that song that much. I really do like that song. And I've always been, I don't want to say okay with the language in it, just because he, like any other artist, is allowed to say, this is what I see. This is what I saw. I'm not, you know what I mean? And that's all he's doing in there. Much like how NWA always told you, well, when I look out my front door, all I see is pimps, drunk dealers, and killers. Yet when a cop goes through that neighborhood and all he sees is pimps, drunk dealers, and killers, he's now a racist. It's funny how two people can see the exact same thing, but one of them's awful for seeing it, and the other one's an artist for seeing it. We draw these lines in weird areas all the time, and I can't make sense of it. Ever. I would have put this on the record. It does not have some of the best language that they, that we have, but ultimately, dude, there's a million songs out there with language that shouldn't be on the songs, and I don't think Guns N' Roses is any worse than anything else. Your next shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out $1,000, this morning. Also find out uh, which alcohol to avoid if you want to watch out for those man boobs. Ooh. 
Nobody wants those. I don't think anybody's ever like, yeah, you know what I want? It's just a big set of Hooters on my chest. You know, I was actually back in the gym yesterday. It felt so good. It felt good to like finally get back in there and like really push. I had a great workout yesterday. Dude, the sauna, I can't speak highly enough on those things. Like, I was told this, and then I looked it up, and I can't find any article that disputes it. And every time I say the number, it still makes me feel like I'm lying every time I say it out loud. They claim that if you're in a sauna 20 minutes a session, four times a week, that you reduce the mortality rate across all diseases by 40%. I don't know how that's true. Dude, dude, I've looked it up a thousand times. I cannot find a single article that disproves it. Sounds like a a study uh, backed by the sauna industry right there. It does. Dude, what I will say to you is, dude, saunas, like personal home saunas, are so cheap. They're like Like, $1,500. It sounds to me like, dude, there's no way I could have a sauna in my house. That sounds so expensive. There's no way. Yeah, but like under $2,000, you can get like a quality infrared, like good sauna. Like four-person sauna. And that's, I mean, if, if, if I were a homeowner and if I were in the position of like, all right, man, I just got my tax rebate back. Like that's totally something I would think of. I mean, I spent fifteen hundred on my golf clubs, so right. it's not crazy, right, to think about a fifteen hundred dollar sauna. And dude, they're like, here's the thing: like, I was so sore yesterday, even before I went to the gym, right. So then, when I'm done, I just sat in that thing for like forty five minutes, and dude, the soreness is gone. Like, if you're it's gonna just buy, gone, if you're gonna buy a hot tub, you're gonna spend eight thousand minimum, right? Like, minimum, and, and you're not getting as much. Of the health benefit of that than you with the sauna. I would still want a hot tub though. Oh hot yeah, nice, yeah, 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 yeah. but they're a lot good. of money. But saunas, I can't speak highly enough. I love that thing. You feel so much better. As a matter of fact, two hours after you walk out of it, you get like a second wind, and you just feel that much better. I just, dude, the, the heat on on your sore muscles, it just feels. I love that. I can't speak highly enough on it. So. We all know that dumb people love taking selfies in dangerous situations. We've seen this a thousand times. Right. But a guy in India now, I'm not going to even pretend to pronounce his name. (laughs) Jim? We'll call him Jim. (laughs) Jim the Indian. Okay. All right. Jim the Hindu there uh, had been walking down the street. Okay. Okay. Gets out of the car. He needs to go to the bathroom. I'm assuming there he's going to take a whiz. And he looks over and sees a bear. A bear. All right. And he thinks, I got to get my picture taken with this thing. Now, I'm guessing if you're pulling over on the side of the road to take a whiz there, you probably have had the booze, right? That booze probably led itself into this a little bit. Um, definitely a, a possibility there. I mean, it could also just be like, yo, man, I I, I got a polar pop and I'm going to pee. I don't know if they have polar pops in India, but, you know, the equivalent, the Indian equivalent there. His friends tell him, whatever you do, dude, don't go over to that bear. No. So the guy goes, tries to take a selfie with the bear. Surprise, the wild animal chases him, mauls him, kills him. Now, guys, if your first reaction, if you see a a live bear is to walk up to it, this is natural selection. I'm okay with you being swiped and killed and mauled to death because you're too stupid to live. You're a moron. That is, dude, bears, I know, right? They're going to steal your picnic basket and they're cute and they're cuddly. No, they're not. 
Those things are mass murderers. That's what a bear is. It is a murderer. Yeah, designed to kill. I mean, like, it, it evolved to kill. Like, now, that's, what it, that's what its purpose is. They will say, bear experts will tell you that if they're well-fed, they're not going to mess with you. That, they're, that they don't really want to attack a human. Yes, that's like fingers crossed. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, if 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 you are at the you know the great hunting expo and they've got one of those bears up there that's like doped up and fully fed, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go take a picture with it. Okay, but okay. we're talking about a wild ass bear, dude. So you don't I, know what that bear ate. I was I was broadcasting live at the Cleveland Outdoor Travel and or the Travel and Outdoor Show, right, whatever that right. th- hell that thing right. is, right? Right, Hunt Fish Camp, right, the show, okay. And uh, and we were broadcasting live for like three days straight, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah, no, that was a rough, that was a I rough stretch. I was going to say, dude, that especially was... when your co-host's all strung out, you're probably like, what the hell am I doing here, Come man? down to the Cleveland Camp, <laughs> travel outdoor show, buy an RV. Yeah, that okay. whole thing, just three days of all just right. like, you know, selling product. And one of the days, they had shot a bear up. With whatever the hell they shoot bears up with, and then they laid its big ass on the broadcast table, and we were broadcasting from behind a live bear. So like you could pet it, you could get your pictures taken with it. I wish I, I wish I could find those. But somewhere there I have pictures of me like with a bear and I'm like, you know, kind of petting it while it's on the broadcast table, and then it hit me. You have no idea how this thing's gonna react to these drugs. Just because you shot a bear with a needle means nothing. No, not at all. <laughs> means nothing. I mean, not, if not this at all. thing gets up in the middle of this, and you didn't give it a strong enough dose, and it rips my throat out, and I'm doing this to pass out bumper stickers with a buzzard <laughs> on it, I'm going to be furious, dude. What the hell am I doing here? Um, I was terrified of that thing. I, uh, you know, I, I think people get into this mindset of like... It's 2018. I'm going to be safe. Like, yeah, we got modern, you know, I got a cell phone. Everything's going to be fine. But like, dude, at the end of the day, it's a wild ass animal right there. Even like even you're right. Even like situations like that where there's a trainer involved or a zookeeper involved or something like that. There was just that video um, that dude got mauled by a lion and he had like he had spent his entire that lion's entire life. Like th- those two were like buddying around together, paling around together. And this lion still d- d- mauled him because what? it's like, well, what do you think, idiot? Like, what were, what were those two dudes? In Vegas, what was her name? Siegfried Roy. Roy. Yeah, yeah. See, dude, that, yeah. that that tiger just turned around and just do 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 took a swipe out of one of them dudes. It's one of those things, and like you said, you know, well, if it's well fed, then it should be okay. But it's like, dude, animals could just get pissed or feel like you're encroaching on their, you know, on their territory there, where it's like. There's no reasoning with it. Right. There, right. There's no like, ah, eh, well, dude, I don't want to catch a case. It's a, it's a bear. I'm supposed to be here, bro. Right. <laughs> they don't know. Right. They I, don't know. I, when, when you're in a situation like that with a wild animal that can kill you, I mean, like, because that's the thing, too, is like you have to recognize the fact that this thing has claws and teeth and is like eats you. Like when 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 the whole thing happened with me at the Cleveland Zoo, and I guess if you've never heard this story before, a family fell into this cheetah pit and I pulled them out. I've often said, and eh, nobody was really in danger. It wasn't that big of a deal. Dude, a cheetah? A cheetah. Two cheetahs. And I look back on it and I'm like, no, dude. If that, if those things would have decided, yo, it's time to go, what are you going to do? Dude, don't those things run at like 60 miles per hour? And then pull your ass down and bite your throat out? Like, yeah. Dude, a cheetah's getting to the other end of that encampment. In a, in a, in a blink of an eye. I bet, two, I bet two hops it can get there. 
It, uh, Again, I bet I can get it from side to side in that thing in two hops. And, and the fact was, is those are well-fed animals that aren't necessarily out there on the Serengeti trying to like bring other ones down. But it dude, reduces the predator in you, but however, it does not reduce the fear of you being in there and shouldn't be. And right, in the, in, in the teeth. It doesn't reduce the claws. It doesn't reduce the ability for that thing to maul you. When I first moved to Oregon, I lived in a very small town called Grants Pass. And when I first moved there... You know how every town's kind of got like their art that they put on the street corner? There's like big like bears everywhere that are just made. And I kept asking people, I'm like, dude, what in the hell is up with these bears? And they said to me, like, dude, you live in the Pacific Northwest. You yeah. didn't think you were going to see bears here? Bears. I said, yeah, I didn't think I was going to see like, you know, cement bears and metal bears built for art. And they said, no, dude, you will see bears walking through downtown Grants Pass. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, dude, they're so big here that that's kind of why we have those. And so sure enough, dude, one night, it's like 3 a.m. I had just locked up the bar for the night. I'm getting ready to go home, and I got a bag full of cash I'm getting ready to take to the bank in the morning, right? So I lock the door, and I'm in my side parking lot, and I go, and the next thing I know, it's all it's like pitch black. My bar was on like this little like side road. There was not a lot of traffic, which ultimately hurt us, and there wasn't a lot of light. And I just see this thing in the middle of the street. And I didn't know what it was because I thought, I was like, okay, it's a meth head, right? Because right. those were everywhere right. in Southern Oregon. Faces of the Meth was actually recorded there. And I was like, all right, well, what's happening here? And then next thing I know, I just hear this ungodly noise. And I look over and there is, I think it was a black bear. I don't know because how, bla- how dark it was. Just standing up on two legs and the thing was massive. It looked eight feet tall. I don't know how tall it was, but it looked eight feet and it kind of turned and like it did that movie growl at you thing, let you know I'm here and can destroy you. And bro, I ran right back into the bar and went to the bathroom and then looked outside the window. And dude, I had to wait for like a half hour for that thing to move before I got out there. I was like, dude, I'm not just sitting out there with a bear. It's going to kill me. Bears got nowhere to be. He's in no hurry. <laughs> like, dude, the amount of wildlife I saw just casually walking down the street in Oregon. A bear. It was a mountain lion a couple of times. I mean, dude, just wild things that could kill you always were everywhere. And I said to somebody there, I was like, how are you people still fat with the with the threat of having to run away right. from a bear and a mountain lion just by, a, by an occasional run-in? How are you still heavy? Don't try to take selfies with live, dangerous killers. I mean, th- this is as crazy as, man, look at that shark in there. I'm just going to jump in the ocean and try to take a selfie with it. What was it, three years ago or something like that, where that kid got eaten at the at the, at the Disney World? The, the alligator came up and bit him, and his parents were like, well, we thought it was Disney World. It was safe. Literally, it's like these are wild animals, idiot. Literally, there's a sign that tells you not to let your kids out over there. And yeah, no, that, that gator just came up and like snatched that kid. Kid, what don't take pictures no. with dangerous killing machines. Don't. Don't do that. Turns out there's something else that's completely dangerous. I've been saying it for a while now. A lot of you want to argue with me and dispute me and call me a hater. Turns out, guess what? I was right. You were wrong. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out another $1,000. eight ten. Also, new tour Tuesday coming up at 9, nice. 9 o'clock. You're getting new Childish Gambino, new Sugarland, new Foo Fighters, all part of that. I believe it was the first year of the program where I had uh, upset some people, which, by the way, we're coming up on the four-year anniversary, which will be June 4th. It's crazy. Sometimes it feels like this show has existed for like a year. Other times it feels like it's existed for 40. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like- true. <laughs> but it was the first year of the program where I had said something 
and made a bunch of you mad. Because this is what the human being does now. You hear somebody's opinion about something you do, and instead of just going, oh, that's in his opinion about something I do, eh, whatever, I don't really care, you take it as a full-on assault against you. You make everything you do solely what you are, and then you get offended. That's crazy. You should not do that. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you listen to the show. You 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 like Stansberry, or or you at least have some sort of you know, you pay attention to him at the very least. But like, why why do you care what right. he says, what he thinks, what he you know, who especially cares? about one thing you do? Why are you making all of what you are this one thing when you want to get mad? But the vaping people got furious with me. Oh yeah, the vapors got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. The vapors. Um, they got super mad at me because I was one of these people that, and I'm still, people can, what they're going to do is they're going to grab one article and show me that these things are totally safe. And I maintain that they're not. Yeah. I mean, when you grab an article from Amorite.com, I mean, usually you can find what you're looking for there. And I, I maintain that we don't know. That, that, that the medical community went back and forth on cigarettes 10 times. And so, like, if that were true, aren't we going to go back and forth 10 times on vaping? Yes, we sure. probably will. Sure. I mean, we still can't figure out if eggs are good or not. So, like, yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. The thing I will say on the side of vaping, at the end of the day, is sucking down chemicals through your throat not the best thing not in the good. world to do? But. I will make room for the fact that there's not combustion, therefore there's no smoke, therefore you can at least show me, or at least I can come to the conclusion of like, well, if I'm going to have a thousand chemicals from vapor or a thousand chemicals from cigarette smoke, but I remove smoke from the equation, I, I, I see how people come to that conclusion. I think I can dispute that by saying that that juice you bought was mixed up by the guy who's standing behind that counter and there's very few regulation, and so how do I know what that guy's doing in the back of that shop every day? Because he looks like he should be running the Tilt-A-Whirl the county fair and yet i'm buying liquid from him that i'm ingesting into my body so i feel like uh, that that can be combated with that right so let's leave the vapor itself out of it right the vapor's not dangerous fine i'll meet you halfway vapors i'll meet you halfway how about since 2009 we have had a hundred and ninety five vape pens explode while people were using them Almost 200 of them have exploded while people were using them. As a matter of fact, a guy in Florida this last week died. Died. They're saying it's like having a firecracker in your hand. Vape pens have a lithium battery in them. I believe most cell phones, that's what they run on, right? A lithium battery, right? So then that thing starts to generate heat. And in this particular case, they believe that it had exploded in his face and that he had lost his life over it. They say it can exploit and it can explode. And at that point, it can project either the pieces of the lighter itself or the vape pen. They become pieces of flying debris and shrapnel and can kill you. And again, like I said, from 2009, I'm sorry, to 2016. So there's another two years after that. There had been 195 vape pen explosions. I wonder of those 195 vape pen explosions, how many of those were like... Well, I have that here. Self-modified? So let's just okay. wait. Through okay. 29% of the victims, 29% of the victims suffered what they call severe injuries. That's a lot. No one up until this point had been killed. Most of the incidents of fire or explosion occurred when the device was either in a pocket or actively in use. So... Either one there. I mean, dude, when you go eat pocket or use, that's all times there. 
So that's weird. The report calls for fires or explosions caused by the batteries. They say it's uncommon, but warns they do warn that consequences can be devastating and life-altering for the victims. Yeah. It's like having a flaming rocket in your pocket, they claim. So, yeah, the vapor itself might be more safe for you than smoking cigarettes. But at the end of the day, dude, these things are blowing up in people's faces. 195 of them up until 2016. My guess is that number is going to skyrocket when we add these next two years in. Because guess what's happened over the last three, four years? The explosion of this thing. These things are everywhere. Vapor stores are everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're on every corner. And, 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 and you see them all the time. You see people with them all the time. Um, I, at the end of the day, it's like... I, I like I said, I can make room for the fact that it's safer, but really, what are we talking about here? I mean, that's that's we're 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 getting into a, a weird line of like, well, it's safer than a cigarette, but I, I guess I guess maybe maybe to look at it from the perspective of like, well, how many how many fires started because of cigarettes and people continue to smoke? How many people have died because of those cigarettes? Countless, and we all continue to smoke. I don't know if this is going to be enough to no, deter people from from continuing on. Here. No, it won't. It really won't. What If you want people to stop things, we've seen it. Price it out. Price it out. If you want people off things, make it more expensive. It reduces demand, and then ultimately people then, the people who can quit will quit. Now, how that came to be in cigarettes is via tax is what we're talking about, because obviously the companies aren't going to want to price themselves nope. out of business there. So what no. you're saying is, is like, we need to tax, we need to tax this stuff. If you want people off of it, okay. I don't care if people vape or not. It's your body. Do whatever you want. Destroy it. God knows I destroy my body in all kinds of ways, and I don't want anybody stopping me from doing what I do. I don't care if you vape or not. But you look ridiculous on the street corner with those goddamn things. And to pretend that it's that much healthier is crazy. You got a bomb in your hand, and sooner or later, the thing's going off. I, I, I wonder how many of those are the modified, because people will do that. Like, you buy, you go buy, because, it, I mean, obviously, there's 8 million different types. There's the ones that look like a cigarette. There's the ones that are an actual pen. There's the ones that have the box and well, the, the thing. The, and, the, like, if you're modifying it yourself for more wattage, you can get bigger rips of vape or whatever like that. I think that's Tim, probably where the explosions are happening. If you got a Tim Allen it, more power your vape dude quit vaping i was talking to some dude and he, he was you know just like a crossfitter or a vegan or a, a born-again christian or whatever he was just talking about vape like dude man you gotta start vaping and i'm like i don't want to start vaping he's like no, you gotta start vaping he's like look at my pen he's like i modified this myself it's got more wattage than my house and i'm like what what are you doing what does that do for me what are you doing what get do big i rips get of vape get big rips and that way you can do like the you can do like a circle or you can like you know be the blow it out and then push it you know, whatever and like i I mean, that's that's what they were doing. Oh, my God. Just standing around ripping those things. No, dude. I watched a YouTube video the one day of, like, a vape competition yeah. where people were blowing, like, you know, sail ships and, like, you know, sailboats and stuff out of their smoke. All right. Here's what I know. What's that? Filling out every job application for every job available to you in your town would take less time than figuring out how to blow a sailboat, a vape smoke, and I think the job actually would be more beneficial to you. The vaping thing just falls completely flat on me, dude. I don't get it at all. If you want to quit smoking cigarettes, what do you mean it got me off cigarettes? Here's what gets you off stuff. Wanting to be off of it is what stops it. Just make a decision. You're done. And then you just don't do it anymore. It literally is that simple. And you can't tell me it's not because that's how I did it. You can't tell me it's not the way to do it when I have done it. Just set them down and walk away from them. That's all you need to do. Make a decision. I want my life to be better. Put them down. Stop. End of story. You're shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Decided to make a little pivot there. Change things up. Yeah, Nobody needs it here. Ain't no rest for the wicked anymore. We got that. We're good. I would agree. I'd agree. So we've known for a while now alcohol will do some interesting things to your body. And a lot of men are worried about adding on the pounds. And more importantly, like the man boobs that... You know, some alcohol will bring on. Yeah, I mean, dudes, I don't think necessarily, obviously don't care as much about their weight as women do, um, and don't necessarily care much about a belly, but once you start getting, like, man boobs, that's that's problematic. I will admit that when I started to see things in photos, and I could point them out in t-shirts and things in photos, I was like, dude, get in the gym. Get in the gym. Like, dude, that's bad. Like, you just look bad. Stop doing that. And it was part of the motivation to get me back in the gym. There were a lot of things that went into it, but it was definitely... But man more, boobs were a part of the it equation. It was there. definitely okay. part of the equation. Right. Now, they say marijuana actually lit, leads to a lot of that issue as well, but I'd rather lift heavy things than quit things. And I was going to say, I mean, yeah, in the sense of you're stuck to the couch, but is it like actual like weed causing that or laziness causing they, that? They believe it's it's two-part. I don't have the study right in front of me, but I did read something once that, it told, that it's actually two-part, that, that the substance itself has something in it that, that will help create it, but then laziness will as well. And I don't think it's necessarily crazy to think. Most of the people that I know who smoke a ton of weed all do have man boobs. So I don't think, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that. So craft cocktails are going to be part of this because it's just packed with a lot of sugar. And they say, dude, you should stay away from this kind of stuff. Any of this, like, this is our specialty, you know, rum punch or whatever. All that stuff is just packed and packed and packed with sugar. They say bourbon um, is distilled with corn juice, which is kind of like drinking your vegetables. Uh, uh, That's a little misleading there. Furthermore, especially since corn's not a vegetable. Furthermore, bourbon works well neat or um, with a splash of water over it. At most, a single ice cube. Obviously, ice not having the calories, so bourbon can be low-cal if you drink it neat or over some uh, some ice there, um, if you can handle it that way. I'm not the biggest bourbon fan, but people love it. Yeah, and it's kind of caught on recently. I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm drinking bourbon over here. Well, what's yeah, happened, right. here's what's happened with that a little bit, in my estimation. I don't know this to be true, but in my estimation, is that some of these whiskey companies know that. And so they just started slapping the word bourbon on stuff and making you want it more. It's because there's a difference in the two. I don't exactly know which one is which. Is it? Is it's, it? It's Kentucky a certain, made or? It's a certain barrel that it's like okay. aged in is okay. what makes it bourbon versus not. But like, I believe like Bullet is like a big yeah. bourbon brand right now, and I think it's because it's called well a Bullet and then the bourbon after it. It makes people feel like you're more distinguished versus drinking whiskey. I mean, just to be honest, I do not know the difference between any of the brown liquors. I mean, we're talking whiskey, bourbon, scotch. rye, scotch. Everyone's like, "Oh, dude, drink this." And I'm, I, I'm like, "All right, it all tastes the same." I it's mean, all about the aging process, from okay. what I understand. Okay. So we'll move to scotch here. Single malt. Many single malts are so intense that um, you can smell it from across the room. That is true. Good smell isn't, you know, caloric. Stick with the peat heavy Islay region <laughs> for extra weight loss. I don't know what any okay. of that means. Right. Red wine, they just say, is just good for you. Um, I- I'm not a wine person. I try. There are wines I like. There are wines I don't. I have had wine that I've liked, but I don't. I just can't keep up with all of it. Now, usually I knock people who are in this situation, but I haven't had wine. I haven't drank wine in so long. 
and I'm like, dude, it's gross. It's terrible. I don't want it. Sometimes I wonder, like, well, dude, if you tried it again, maybe as an adult, you would kind of like it. Because that's the thing is I can remember, like, when you know, you're underage and you could just drink whatever was available to right. you. I mean, we would, like, chug it because it was like, well, dude, we're going to get drunk off of this. And now, dude, it just reminds me of being, like, a degenerate. And I, it, it, like, it, even the thought of it kind of turns my stomach. At a nice restaurant with a nice steak. A glass of wine is really good. But again, I have to be with somebody who knows, who can be like, dude, this is kind of good. This isn't great. And I don't know about oak notes or like whatever the hell's in the undertones. I hate all that stuff. So much of that feels like bunk to me. So much of that feels fake. Like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Like the floral undertones. Shut up. You don't know what you're you're talking about. Dude, it's fake refinery is what it is. It's people pretending they're more refined than they really are. Look at the legs on it. You're not. Shut up. Just because you Googled it doesn't make you a sommelier. Like you're, that's not what you are I, I i just that kind of stuff annoys me and actually we'll get to the craft beer people here in a second because right. they're the same way oh yeah they're the exact same okay. way tequila they say honestly is surprisingly um locale however they they warn you if you're drinking tequila most times you're in a mexican restaurant which i don't know if that's necessarily true they say stay away from the chips obviously it's what comes with what you're doing with tequila that, that'll bring it in vodka flavorless odorless low in calories now here's where people screw vodka up all the time though vodka is not odorless and by not the way. flavorless either dude it's like paint thinner dude. Yeah, what are we talking about yeah the, 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 those are big 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 huge lies it used to be when i was growing up that if you drink vodka you can't get a dui because the cop won't smell it and it's like dude yes they will yeah stinks. <laughs> terrible dude you've got your car ditched out dude and the cops gonna right. be like i don't know what happened here just to so show you how dumb the average person is <laughs> okay. right here's where people screw vodka up is that you it, it mixes well in everything the moment you put a mixer in a drink, it's over. It's lights out. A trainer would tell you it's over, especially since most of you put juice in vodka. There is nothing worse. Well, all right, let me ref. I, I, I don't want to say it that way. There are few things worse that you can put in your body from a calorie standpoint outside of juice. Soda is probably it. Juice, albeit orange juice, is horrific for you. Orange juice is terrible for you. All it is is a glass of soda. Your body doesn't know the difference in the amount of sugar that's in 7-Up versus what's in orange juice. It's no different. Juice isn't healthy. You've taken all the healthy out of it and just given yourself the sugar. That's why you like it more than you like eating oranges. Putting juice in drinks is the fastest way to fatten up your waistline. Don't drink your calories. So we'll move to craft beer. Okay? Craft beer sneakily adds calories into those cups. So I looked up one of the ones that I love, right? This is an Ohio brewery. They're called Rheingeist. It's out of Columbus. I believe Cincinnati is where Rheingeist is, right? They have an, they have an IPA, India Pale Ale, for those of you that don't know, and I love IPAs, but they are calorie-filled. A Rheingeist Truth IPA contains 216 calories per serving. That is nuts. I believe that's a 12-ounce serving. In comparison, your Bud Light will have about 110. So it's about 100 and some more in an IPA. Those things are so fattening. that and Now think about it. In most IPAs, beer drinkers know, those are not served in 12-ounce cups anymore, right? They're served in either 16s or 24s. And so now essentially, dude, you're drinking 400 and some calories every time you finish that, that glass. That is a ton. Drink five of those a night. Then what happens? A, you're so hammered you can't see straight. 
And B, you put a day's worth of calories in you drinking. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, is always with drinking to me, I don't know if it's necessarily like I, the, the decision of like, well, which one's going to be less caloric? Because it's like, dude, well, I'm drinking 10 beers. You know what I'm saying? And like, I know Doesn't that's matter. my, I, I, I know that's like my, my thing is like, well, I'm not just going to drink a beer at dinner, but I'll binge drink. And it, it's just, it, it's like, well, dude, I would never, and I mean never, drink 10 Pepsis over the course of a day. A day. Never. But beers, if I'm out and doing it, dude, 10 beers, yeah, sure, we'll get drunk. Sitting like, around a campfire, you could drink a case of beer. A case of beer, no problem. No problem. And, like, don't even think about it. You would never do that with Coca-Cola. Never. Okay, bourbon must be at least 51% corn and aged a minimum of four years in a new charred white oak barrel. I, um, I did not know that. Another person's telling me bourbon has to be aged two years minimum in order to be considered straight bourbon. So it's about the aging process, like okay. I said, and it's about the barrels. Like I, uh, you know what I mean? I just don't know which one's which. I can't keep it all straight. Yeah, and it's, it's scotch, I think it has to be made in Scotland, is what somebody said to me. And it, that like, might be somebody having fun with it. Well, you. It, has a bit, it has a bit more of a smoky undertone to it, and it's like, oh. Well, that is true. There is a little bit of that. I, I don't know. I've had a, I've had Johnny Walker Blue, which is like one of the most expensive liquors you can get. I've had Johnny Walker Black, which is the standard. The red's pretty good, too. But it's just not my thing. Scotch is a whiskey made primarily in Scotland, while bourbon is a whiskey made primarily in the United States, generally Kentucky. Yeah, that's okay. I thought somebody might have been having some fun with you with the Scottish thing. And so like, let's see if I can get these idiots to believe this. But it turns out that is a little bit true there. So if you're looking to avoid the man boobs, here's what I would tell you. I would stick with straight booze. And I would drink it neat, but I can't. It's like, dude, sometimes when I'm serving at the bar and I watch men, I mean men, order, like this will happen a lot. Dude, can I get three shots of Fireball? Dude, can you give me a splash of Coke with that? Dude, if you need a splash of Coke to drink Fireball, you're a woman and should not be ordering shots to drink. Dude, that is the most sissified man thing I've ever seen in my life. You can't drink candied liquor without needing a a chaser. You're a little bit of a sissy. Your next shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll pass out $1,000 coming up around 910 this morning while we're doing New Tour Tuesday. Where you're getting new Childish Gambino, new Sugarland featuring Taylor Swift, and new Foo Fighters. For those of you that don't know, Childish Gambino is also Donald Glover, who will be in the new solo movie coming out on the 25th of this month. Still excited about that? You still feeling good about that? What's, what's, what's the Sandsbury take I mean, here? I want to see solo, obviously. Um... But am I going to rush to make sure I'm there opening night and this and that? No. Now, if much like The Last Jedi, when that came out, a listener bought like VIP tickets for the opening night, couldn't go, and then offered them to me, I would do that. I'm not going to go out of my way to procure them. I just, I know, I know I'm walking out of the movie theater, having seen Solo, being let down. There is no, it's much like me going to a Kiss concert. There is no way I go see Kiss in concerts and walk out with the set list I wanted because they have to make that set list for all of you, not me. You got to make the set list for everybody, not the hardcore fan. If Kiss goes out there and they play Ladies in Waiting, Get Away, and Love Them and Leave Them, and they don't give you Strutter and Deuce, you're pissed. And so that's what they care about. It's mass appeal. And I feel like the same thing's going to happen here with Solo. 
it'll be good. I'll walk out going, eh. But because of how good I want it to be and that I've waited 40 years for this movie, I don't see a way for it to exceed my expectations. Yeah, I think fans of a lot of things are like that. And it definitely makes me think of wrestling fans where we all want it to be scripted exactly the way that right. we want it to. We want it to be our story. And it's like, dude, that's just not going to happen. It's not going to be like, the way. You don't, you, don't, you don't make the movies. Exactly so like, right. you, don't, you don't get to make those decisions. Exactly right. So I read this yesterday, this from TMZ, and uh, I guess it had started on Twitter um, from a Philadelphia Eagle, Chris Long, who was the son of Howie Long. Now, Chris Long is, um, he's a good dude. Like, I don't think there's arguing in it. I think he gave up a lot of his uh, salary last year and donated it to charity. Um, He has been on the side of, uh, you know, teammates who want to kneel for the national anthem. Feels like there is, you know, social inequality in this country, which, by the way, there totally is. And that there and that these issues need to be paid attention to. And Chris Long's been a white NFL player who's kind of like picked up that cause, kind of ran with it. Right. So he um, I guess there was a Twitter challenge and I didn't see this one where what you were supposed to have done is state a controversial yet unproblematic opinion. Okay. And he wrote, John Lennon was a bad guy. Now, John Lennon, most of you know from being in the Beatles, then in the you know early 70s, he kind of did the whole thing with his wife, and he was like a big peace guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I mean... Once once that breakup happened, I mean, once the Beatles started getting weird and doing drugs, I think you started to see it. But certainly once Yoko took over, the Beatles broke up. He that's that was totally John Lennon saying. Well, it's been wildly documented that he wanted out of the Beatles well before they got out. Like he wanted out for a while. Once again, I think it's you can look at that. When they turned into drug heads and when they turned into like weirdos, I think you could see all of them kind of like. You know what I mean? You can go all the way back to the beginning, too. If you listen to the songs that John sang versus what Paul was doing, they were very, very different guys. They were very, very different things, right? So Chris Long from the Philadelphia Eagles tweets out, John Lennon was a bad guy, and if this makes you mad, unfollow me. Now, when John Lennon had been shot in New York, that was like a sad moment for this country. People free, even though he wasn't from here, people freaked out over that, and we felt like we lost a voice of the community. Right. So when asked why he feels John Lennon was a bad guy, he says, I would admit, I don't really like the Beatles, so it's easier for me to have this opinion. I don't feel like I need to cape up for an abuser. Mm -hmm. So what Chris Long is referring to is John Lennon's admission that he physically had abused women. Something Something that he got into and discussed a little bit in a 1980 Playboy interview. 1980. He says, all that, I used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her and kept her apart from things that she loved. That was me. I used to be cruel to my woman and physically. Any woman, he says. He goes on. I was a hitter. I couldn't express myself and I hit. I fought men and I hit women. This is why I'm always on about peace, you see. It is the most violent people who go for love and peace. (laughs) He's... Getting a little carried away with the language there. I right. would say sometimes people who have been this can be that. Yeah. He's just getting a little carried away with the language yeah. there. He says, everything's the opposite, but I sincerely believe in love and peace. I am not a violent man who has learned not to be violent and regrets his violence. I will have a lot... I will have to be a lot older, sorry, before I can face in public how I treated women as a youngster. 
His first wife, Cynthia, wrote a book and said Lennon once slapped her in the face. When somebody tried to challenge Long and say people aren't just good or bad, he shot back, shut the F up. Now here's what I would tell you if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles. I, if I were the Eagles, I would tell Chris Long, say whatever you want about John Lennon. Who cares? The guy's yeah. been dead forever. I don't right. care. But when talking back to our constituents, our fans... That even if you want to tell them to go away, leave you alone, or whatever, I would leave vulgarity out of it. As a matter of fact, our company has kind of told us, dude, let's leave vulgarity out of tweets, out of posts. We, we, We are in bed with other companies who aren't always going to share your opinion, so let's at least take the vulgarity out of it. And that's not even, like, directed at people. That's just period. That's That's just, just like, that's like, you can't say, you know, I effing love this. You, like, you let alone tell somebody to go F themselves. That was literally my tweet. I, I effing loved this TV show, and I was told, let's leave vulgarity out of things. And by the way, I'm not knocking it. That is well within their purview to tell me. It is is. well within reason as my company to tell me, look, we're in business with a thousand other companies. You can't just be saying stuff. I'm perfectly okay with it. It's well within their right. Yeah, I was going to say, and certainly, you know. Well within their right. In social media world, you certainly are a representative of the company at all times. I can't just create problems for them just to do it. Right. Like, that's not not smart. Right. So if I were the Eagles, I would get on them about that part of it. Right? But that's, I don't want to nitpick here. So... I guess, I mean, there's, I mean, Lennon said it. I mean, he admitted it. Yeah. So I, I can't really take an issue with what Chris Long's doing here. No, if you want to draw a line in the sand and say, hey, if you've abused women at any point in your life, you are not necessarily, you don't pass my test. I'm not going to fault you for that. I, I will not fault you for that. I 100% understand why people feel that way. And not even just about abusing women. Everyone's got a, a line in the sand over, over issues. And it's like, hey, if you went over this, in my opinion, there is no forgiveness. There is no second chance. And I get that. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you don't have to give that up. People are always like, well, you got to give a second chance. I personally don't have to. If God wants to, that's fine. If an employer wants to, that's fine. But I personally don't owe you a second chance. I don't. Um, but within that interview, I mean, Lennon admitted to it, talked about how it affected his life negatively, talked about how he's changed his behavior, talked about how, because at some point, society, like I said, you don't owe anyone a second chance, but like, you got it. We've we we as a people have to learn that. Like, well, here here's the big thing. Everybody's skipping over. There was a time where we did not look at a husband beating his wife the way we do now. Certainly not. That back in the day, it was kind of your wife is your property. What you do when the door is locked is your business. We, as a matter of fact, it was it, it was in one of the biggest movies of all time, right? The Godfather, right? You want to smack my sister around? Marry her. Then I don't care. It was actually repeated in The Sopranos. You want to smack my my niece around? I don't care, but you put your name on her first, and then you can do it. That's the way. That's the way a lot of people Gosh, looked at this. That's terrible. It's dude. awful. I mean, that is terrible. It's horrific. Is there? I mean, is there a, a, a rehabilitation of an abuser? Is there? Is there a chance for them to to make right? I mean, or is this a scarlet letter that you wear for the rest of your life and you can't get off of it? I don't know if an abuser can be rehabilitated or not. I maintain I'm not sure pedophiles can. So if I don't think a pedophile can be rehabilitated, do I think a guy who smacks women around can be? I don't know. I know experts are going to tell me that they can. 
But how do you really know? And, and, and okay, so you've rehabilitated. You feel like you're not going to repeat this behavior. You're not going to do it anymore. That doesn't absolve you of the sins of the past. It's not just like, well, I'm not doing it anymore. Therefore, you can't be angry at me anymore. If, if, if somebody stops being an alcoholic, I, I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm going to give her, you know what I'm saying? Like if my ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago cleans up and just sobers up, I'm not, I'm not giving her a chance again. You know what I mean? So like I, I, I side, I side with Chris Long here where it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't know this about John Lennon. And honestly, there's a little bit of me. It's like, screw that dude, man. I am not the kind of guy who is going to walk away from art. I enjoy over the wrongdoings of the artist. And I'll tell you why, because I think if you take that line, a, what I think you really should do then is not just throw out the stuff of the stuff that breaks news. You should look into every person of whose art you enjoy and then go down that rabbit hole yourself to look for it because that's really your convictions then at that point. Not just TMZ told me, so now I'm mad. I think that's really your convictions. But ultimately, I don't have it in me to do that with stuff I absolutely love. So to do it with stuff that's just kind of on the fringe of right. stuff I like just feels inauthentic to me. It was like when Gene Simmons got right. accused of doing all that stuff. I'm not going to stop listening to Kiss. I'm not. I'm sorry. It'll never happen. Um, yeah, like like Chris Long said here, I mean, it's easier when you don't necessarily love like the, the Beatles. Um, but there's no line for you. I mean, dude from nonprofits. Or not nonprofits. What was that? Lost, Lost profits. profits. There's no line for you? I mean, the, like that dude, I mean, the lead singer, not, I mean, raped babies, like raped infants. Yeah, had fans send him kids and like had female fans show up with kids. So there's no line? All right. Now that one's a little easier because they... Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know where these lines are. And I think everyone has to draw them separately. But I can't say that like there's no line for me. I've... I all right. I've always maintained that I thought playing Michael Jackson songs on the radio is a little crazy. Given, but a lot of people have always said, "Well, he was never convicted, so we kind of have to." It's like, well, dude, the guy had a baby raping chamber <sighs> off of his bedroom. I, I, you know what I mean? That was hidden, by the way. Nobody knew it was there. I, as a media consumer, am not the court of law. Right. I don't care if he's been convicted or not. If I believe it, if 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 if, if it passes, if it doesn't pass my test, <laughs> but man in the mirror is good, dude. It is good. So was that so was that that first that first Lost Prophets album? Yeah. Dude, it was great. That Shinobi vs. Dragon Warrior song was phenomenal. Actually, that album cover to cover was pretty so good. So like but you raped a baby, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overlook that because I like a song. Have I listened to the Lost Prophets album since I knew that? The answer? Yes. Now I have not listened to it in a long time, but that's just partially because, dude, they've been gone forever and you just, you know what I mean, you lose touch of records. <sighs> Let's make it Paul Stanley. If Paul Stanley had got caught molesting children, do I... Okay, I'll be honest. Do I pay for no, new Kiss things? No. Do I buy Kiss concert tickets? No. Do I listen to the records I still own that I already own? Man, this makes me feel like a terrible person inside. But yeah, probably. I probably still listen to Detroit Rock City because of how much I like it. Yikes. I was not ready for this to go that way. I was not ready for me to feel bad about who I was as a person. But yeah, I would probably still do that. Begrudgingly. Yeah, at this point, then it just seems like to me, it's like, well, if you're talented enough, 
your sins don't matter. Well, I mean, that's kind of the society we live in. You can murder people and go back and play in the NFL. I guess, I guess to me, it's like, well, society is made up of individuals, and as an individual, I gotta draw a line somewhere, right? I, yes, I just don't know where it is, and I don't want to, I don't want to not take part in art over the actions of the artist because I just believe I know artists. They're they're damaged. They're broken. No piece of art that was ever any good came from a functional place. It all comes from chaos, destruction, awful, not knowing how to vent, not knowing this, not excusing what happens, but of course those people are going to be wildly conflicted. Of course there's going to be things in their past that's not great. You can be a dysfunctional person, though, and still... Not hit women? Not hit women and be a moral person. I agree. But my point is, is that I know that most of those people are going to be guilty of things that I don't like because of where it comes from. Great comedic talent, great artistry, great musicianship. None of that stuff ever comes from functional, normal people. It's from the broken. That's where art comes from. Because it comes from chaos. It comes from a weird, skewed view of the world that most people don't have because, well, they're not as broken as you. Everybody's broken. But I don't have, I don't have it in me to run out everybody who has done something awful, so I'm not going to pick and choose where I decide to do it. I'm just going to keep an open door to art for me. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Cavaliers can bring the lead to double figures. James behind the back. Long for two. LeBron James. Beautiful dish. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Hear a little audio from LeBron closing out the Raptors last night. I say LeBron because, well, he's about the only one that's done anything recently. I mean, the last night's game a little bit different, but dude. Kevin it, Love's played great this series. George Hill played good. His, uh, his teammates are an abomination. And so when he leaves this offseason, we can't even knock him for it. Because, and honestly, I think that that's partially the reason why he had this team rebuilt twice this year. So we can say that. And so people can be like, well, I mean, what do you want? He's got no help. He's got to go. I think LeBron was looking that far down the court. Actually, I think he's the most maniacal player we've ever seen ever. And I think that that was definitely part of what he was doing. But I, uh, I believe we will face the Boston Celtics. They lost last night. Um, Philadelphia now pulled one game out of there, so Boston up 3-1. Normally, you don't come back from 3-1 unless you're LeBron James and you have Kyrie Irving to shoot a Game 7 winner. And I feel like we're going to get a little robbed here because Kyrie's not going to be on the court. And, um, And I think the Cavs got lucky here. I do. I think if you look at the way Brad Stevens has the Boston Celtics playing without Gordon Hayward and without Kyrie Irving, you are lucky to not have those two on the court to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if you lose for sure, but I know it's six games minimum if those two guys are on that court, which then wears you out a little bit before you head in to the NBA Finals, which I still maintain you lose, probably get swept by Golden State. Maybe you get lucky, pull one. It's the quickie version 2.0 is what I think happens. I could be wildly wrong on all of that. We could have something happen and you know what I mean who knows we could be down 3-1 and he, LeBron could come back when you have the greatest player 
arguably in history on your team, anything can happen. You can never really count anybody out. I just don't think that they win, and I think you're damn lucky that one of the best point guards in the league had to have surgery and Gordon Hayward's not on the court because, honestly, I think I'm looking at this Boston series with a coach way, way better than what we have, and that Boston roster is pretty good. It's pretty good up and down it. It's not so bad. Like I said, they lost their two biggest stars, and they're about to head into the Eastern Conference Finals. That roster, pretty good and really well coached. I think LeBron secretly is sitting there wiping his brow like, whoo, thank God Kyrie's hurt, bro. Like, thank God, because that could be a mess. I think if you go into Boston and you have to play he and Hayward both with the rest of that roster, it's a mess. And I think you get hurt bad. I think it's bad, honestly. Now, there are people, Chris Broussard among them, who are making the argument that he doesn't think when Kyrie comes back that Boston gets that much better. And maybe he's right. Knows more about basketball than I do. I can admit that. So maybe he's right on that. I would disagree with him. I think, honestly, we're a little lucky to be getting Boston unmanned. Brad Stevens will have them ready to go. They'll play us tougher than people think they will. Ultimately, I think the Cavs still end up pulling out that series, head to the NBA Finals, and lose in five to the Golden State Warriors. Just what I think happens there. We will start New Tour Tuesday and get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Atlanta and really, really liked it. I have not seen any part of the second season. I hear it's still pretty good. He uh, he's a uh, a renaissance man, truly. I mean, like I think he's a pretty good rapper. Usually, like I like his songs. Um, all of his acting stuff has been pretty good. His stand up specials have always been like good. I mean, he's not like the he's not like the greatest at any of this stuff, but he's pretty good at all of it. Uh, he's a five tool hitter or five tool player. Yeah, for sure. He's got the right look. He's a good looking kid. He's you know what I mean. Um, he's definitely intelligent. He uh, he made he, he really made his name in uh community. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember if yeah. it was Parks and Rec. Nope. Or community. Um, I was never a really big fan of any of those types of shows, but I I hear Parks and Rec is really good. I've been meaning to start it on Netflix. Uh, I like Amy Poehler a lot. Haven't really messed with it. Community, I've seen a handful of times, but he was good in that. So his rapper name, though, is Childish Gambino, and he brought out a new song called This Is America. The video is actually a little bit of of an interesting view. We posted that video at WRQK.com for you if you want to take a look at that. We'll take a listen to This Is America. Here we go. Hopefully. Yeah, start it. What is going on? I really wish I wouldn't have talked about how good he was for five minutes. What is happening right now? Anytime we can start this song. All right. Here we go, right? Here's the thing. It's going to take a lot to overcome this. I mean, we're already 40 seconds into the song. That's long and bad. And I, yeah, it's going to take a lot to overcome that. Why did we have to have all that? Why did we have to have all that build up? Now we've got a beat. Now he's starting to rap. Like, what What were we waiting for? Yeah, what, why, why? Don't hold off. Just give it to me. This is America. Beat's not bad. This is America. Yeah. Gotta say so. Come on, man. Come on, dude. You got two minutes of the song left. 
rapping now? Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like, yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like, yeah. We gon' blow like, yeah. Jesus. Back into this now. Dude, people told me for a day and a half how good this was. But I'll tell you why. You take an African-American rapper and you have him write a song in the in the year 2018 called This Is America and people are going to want to pretend that they are all in, on the side of it to be on the right side of what Twitter tells them. It's like I can't imagine. As I'm looking at as I close my eyes, I can see the faces of the people that told me how good this song was yesterday. And they are exactly what Thomas Sowell always talks about, about how the white liberal actually holds you down, doesn't actually help you. And those four people who were all on me about how great this was, how good the video was, are all very much the white liberal on Twitter looking to be the best person in the world. And I think that that's how this happened. I think a big part of this song is a criticism of his own culture, though. I think it's a big part of it is like talking about the black experience, not just saying, hey, we're the greatest. I think a big part of it is 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 the problems. And yeah, the, but that's but that's assuming people understood. That. Right. I was going to say, I mean, that's that's going into the lyrics there. But I mean, that it's, it's not just like, yo, F the police. You know what I'm right. saying? That's not what this song is. What I'm whipping up, look how I'm kicking up. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on Giddy. Watch me move. This is Sally. That's a tool. On my Kodak. So I'm being told it's more of an experimental song and needs the accompanying video to fully make sense. It is supposed to be weird and definitely not a single. It's definitely not a hit. All right. If the the song you make needs the video to go along with it, then it's not a song. Then it's not a song. Then then just do another project. But I mean, dude, he released this. So I think he is trying to get to radio with it though. They're gonna find you like Paco. America, I just checked my follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers owe me. Not only that, but if it's this is America, then why does it sound like I just landed on an island and somebody's about to hand me a fruity drink? Jesus, this is terrible. I mean, it's not even like in the ballpark of good. And I love him, but this is trash. Man, I hope Solo's better than this. Yeah, sure, just make noise. You wasted the first 45 seconds of the song, now we're wasting this. What a waste of time this is. Wow, really? That was it. All right, give me the vote. 
It's a turd. I listened to this song yesterday morning while I was driving into work because everyone was like, dude, you got to check this out. It's really good. You're going to enjoy it. And I played it and I was like, all right, maybe I'll listen to it again. Maybe I'm just not hearing it. And this is the third time I've heard it. And it, it there's nothing redeeming about the song. I have not watched the music video and tried to break it down yet. So maybe when I do that, the experience will get better. But at the end of the day, I watched the video while we were playing but, the song but, together. It, no. At the end of the day, the at the no. end of the, at the end of the day, like, it's bad. It's a bad song. Like that. That the video is not going to change. That it is a bad song. So no, it, it's I'm, a third. I'm just going to watch a video that doesn't make any sense and listen to a bad song while I'm watching the video that doesn't make any sense. The video makes that absolutely not even one iota better. That was a huge piece of trash. Turd. It's a turd. Wow. For such a talented guy, that was a huge. Huge swing in the Listen miss. to the song Sweatpants if you want like an actual representation of what Dan and I were talking about, about how he's good. Sweatpants is really good. I would agree with that, <laughs> that, that he has got songs that you were really, really like. That was a huge, gigantic piece of trash. New Sugarland featuring Taylor Swift. That's next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bills to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Voted turd on that. Not, Not good. good. Not good. Not good. Not good. I, you can watch the video with it and then look for hidden mess. I don't, dude, I, it's not a college course. Yeah. It's a song. I, I, you don't have to do homework. You shouldn't have to do homework before you enjoy something. I would agree. If you want to go deeper into a, to something and really figure it out, then fine. But just on its, on, its, on its head, I shouldn't have to watch 12 movies so I can watch the Infinity Stone. I should just be able to go watch it. But I guess you got to do homework and watch a video. Fair enough. I'm not doing that. <laughs> We have New Sugarland featuring Taylor Swift. This song is called Babe. I don't know if you know this. Here we go. But the dude from Sugarland, and I don't know how I found this out, but I just found this out like last week. The dude from Sugarland is one of the heirs to the Bush's baked bean fortune. Like really? his name's Christian Bush, and he is yeah, like, that is his name of the Bush beans family right there. Like that, like when I found that out, I was like, are you kidding me? And I don't even care about Sugarland, dude. I don't even care about them at all. Well, now it makes sense. Why is that? Well, once upon a time, Sugarland had pulled up early. Yeah. And it said, we're done. Okay. And they were like a huge hit. Like they were like the thing for a while in country music. Like they were it. And they kind of pulled up early. And I'm wondering if he wasn't just like, well, yeah, what do I care? And all this big bean money, baby. Right. <laughs> what I, do wonder, I care. I wonder if that is kind of how that happened. All right. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah. Baked beans are gross, by the way. Not a fan? No. I like them. I like pinto beans. There's something about the sauce and those things that is just gross to me. What a shame. Didn't want to be the one that got away. That's Jennifer Nettles. She's got a great voice, that woman. Be interesting to see how much time she has, how much time Taylor Swift has. I believe Taylor Swift wrote this song for her. Okay. Is what I think happened. Okay. Here. I'm here on the kitchen floor. You call, but I won't hear it. You said no one else. I just to sing the song. How could you do this, babe? You really blew this, babe. We ain't getting through this one, babe. 
Oh, and I'm sure it's all his fault, too. None of yours, I'm sure. What are you waiting for? Hey, thanks for showing up, Taylor. So 20 seconds left in the song. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, why thanks. even have her in? Yeah. Just get a background singer. Right. Right. And now you just have to cut her a check. You know what I'm saying? Like, what'd you do well, that for? Like I said, I'm pulling from memory, but I'm pretty sure that when it got announced, I think it was I was listening to the Bobby Bodes podcast. Okie dokie. And that it had got announced that Taylor had written the song and wanted to give it to Jennifer Nettles. She's always kind of been a fan. And so I think that she wrote it for her. And then so that she probably just decided to jump on it. Give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turn. It was boring. I mean, I, I I don't know what I was expecting, but it was it was boring. It was, what do I want to say, a little bit underwhelming just because you think you have this star power on it and it doesn't come through. But it wasn't a terrible song. I mean, it was all right. It was just kind of like wallpaper to me, so I'm going to call it a halfer. Expectations set happiness, and my expectations were through the roof, and I thought it was bad. Therefore, I vote turd. It's a turd. All right, I'm going to take a listener's head off, go. and then we'll play you the new Foo Fighters. <laughs> and it's because we're playing the Foo Fighters that somebody's head has to be ripped off. That's next on Rock 106. Be dismissing you via Twitter easily and like, eh, whatever. Next week, right? I could just be doing that. And so now, I guess the guy waited all week for this song to be played via New, uh, New Tour Tuesday, which I don't understand. If you're suggesting it to me, you've already heard the song. So it's not like I'm robbing you of your opportunity to listen to it. So all morning now, he's been on me about, be bluntly honest about why you're doing it, man. It's for the iHeart ratings, man. Yeah, idiot. You think I came in here to drive a show into the ground? No. 
I get paid to bring ratings in here. And yeah. when one of the biggest bands on the planet releases a song that's not Black Widow from some broad featuring the, the lead singer from Judas Priest, right? Like, j- just even listening to that just sounds like it's not going to be real good, right? And I'm, I'm a big Priest fan. Screaming for Vengeance, one of the best albums ever. Okay? I don't have to do something just because you asked me to do it. And I said, ah, maybe next week we'll do into that. When the Foo Fighters, one of the biggest bands on the planet, and so he's been on me like 10 tweets. Just be bluntly honest about why you're doing it, man. I never thought all these years listening to you, you were secretly a placator, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm a big old sellout. That's why every chance I get, I tell you how this radio station doesn't value me and risk my job at being thrown out of here for that. I'm just a big old placator. I'm the, you're right. I'm the guy on the radio that doesn't tell you how it really is. That's who I am? Seriously? This is what, dude, I love this about people. You get just not this much of what it is you expect from me, and you want a turncoat. I had a guy last week tell me, this is why everybody thinks you're stupid. And it was like, dude, I got messages from you from the last 10 years telling me how great I am at this. But because you heard one thing you didn't like, now everybody thinks I'm stupid? People, I just don't get this. We do it in our lives, too. It's not just you know radio listeners versus hosts. That's not it at all. You get into an argument with people, and you immediately become children. We all do this what is it this is what everybody thinks you're dumb it's like dude i got messages from years on end you telling me how great i am but now all of a sudden because i disagreed with you on one thing everyone thinks i'm stupid it's like you don't think we read messages like that and go okay you're just you're just mad i don't owe you black widow bro and now he's out there like i was just busting your balls no what you were doing was talking trash for 10 tweets on end and then when i explained it away to you you now realize you sound stupid and that I can do and what I should do, which is play the bigger band, which is the Foo Fighters. Their new song's called The Line. Yes, what is truth but a dirty black cloud coming out of the blue. Like it out of the gate. Doesn't it sound, kind of sound like it's not produced all that well? He's been doing that a lot lately. Like, where they've like been starting vocals and stuff? Yeah, like, I, he's obsessed with this garage sound. It, okay. it started a few records ago, okay. and he's just not coming off of it. Okay. It's weird for me. I understand people who are like, uh, the imperfections of the record are kind of what make it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of old school hip hop has yeah. that hiss to it. And, uh, but dude, I don't know. It, it, it just, at this point, it just sounds like he kind of like half assed it to me. Oh, I like that. Yeah.
really listened to the last album, Sonic Highways, a lot. I heard the one song off of it, and I was like, eh, I don't really care, and I, and I chose not to go any further with that one. The new album's Concrete and Gold. I don't own this one either. Is it out now? or Yeah, is it's it, out. Okay. He's so talented, Dave Grohl, though. People always get mad when I say this, but better than Nirvana. You can at me all you want. They're better than Nirvana was. Well, certainly when you look at bodies of of work, just based on the fact that Foo Fighters have had a longer run, it's of almost it, unfair that way. Know? Yeah, because they've been out longer. It, it's it's and, and I but I, I agree with you. But it's very much like when people make the argument of Rolling Stones and Beatles, and it's like, well, dude, the Rolling Stones they had more, so it's a lot easier. But then at the same time, you got more sustainability opportunity. is part of it. You you've got a lot more opportunity to lay turds there too. So it's you do. like you know you Absolutely. got you got to factor all that in. With the program. This is kind of forgettable, though. Like, before it's even finished, I'll tell you this. If this wasn't the Foo Fighters, you would have already given up on this track. If you were driving down in the radio, yeah, and, and a song you didn't know yeah. got added to the radio playlist, and it wasn't the Foo Fighters, you would have already given up on this. Yeah, Three Days Grace or whatever, or Three Doors Down or whatever the hell I'm talking about. Like, yeah, you'd be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, we saw this song going on. What's going on right now, dude? It's forgettable for sure. <laughs> Checked out like three minutes ago, dude. It's forgettable for sure. Yeah, he. Uh, something's going on with Dave Grohl there. That's new Foo Fighters. The line, Fantone, give me the vote. It's a turn. There were parts of it I liked. There were parts of it I wanted to like, but something's missing there, dude. I mean, it, I don't know if it was it was a lackluster chorus or the the production wasn't there or, or what happened, but that wasn't very good. It was almost there. Yeah, it was close. It was almost there, but again, expectations set happiness, and I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan. And I expect a ton out of Dave Grohl, and I didn't get it there. I'm going to vote turd on the new Foo Fighters. It's a turd. Yeah, that was not the best there. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000, 1010 this morning. She'll also play Black Widow by some broad <laughs> and the dude from Judas Priest. No, she won't, obviously, because nobody ever is going to play that. But she will have $1,000 for you at 1010. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. Okay, people, eyes forward. We got a lot to cover. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9.